Okay. Everybody here? <laughs> so tonight's movie is called Yes Man. Anybody not seen that? Oh my god. Okay. Jim Carrey. Anybody not seen it? And then everyone else hasn't seen it with the course perspective, right? That's going to be tonight. So. so this is really exciting because I've heard the most common question right now at this point in the mystery school is, what do I do when I go home? And some people even wanted to know that a week or 10 days ago. Because <laughs> there's some kind of a panic in the mind that how do I keep this vibe by myself? Well, tonight's movie is going to answer that. It's, <laughs> it's really beautiful, actually, because if you've ever had a no to life in any way, they're going to show for the first 75% of this movie how to say yes to life. And it's not about being in community. It's not about being around special ones. It's, around, it's being around the spirit and letting them come into your life. And it's much better to have a big yes to everything and learn discernment through a big yes to life than a no and and try to convince me that this might be valuable the holy spirit does have to convince you you know that he's he's valuable but you can really help him by just saying a big yes to everything and then kind of moving in that direction and then feeling it how it goes so tonight's movie is really going to go for that and yeah it's very funny and light and it's got love he's he, he falls in love with somebody he never would have expected by saying yes to something that he never would have said yes to. And I think for all of us, we know just living together in community, when when we hit the dark spots in our life where we can't go through it, <laughs> by ourselves, which is why we came to community, if we could have done it by ourselves, Jesus would have said da-da-da. But for us, when we hit that spot, you actually have to look around and say, okay, I don't know my own best interests, but what is the universe telling me? What are my mighty companions telling me? And opening up and trusting to that and giving it a go and being willing to be wrong. And when you do that, oh my God, it's like so much stuff can be moved through so quickly. So the universe, through the help of, what's that famous actor's name? The Jim Carrey and um, the guy who bops him on the head. He's this famous actor. Terrence McDowell or something like that, yeah. He helps him by pulling him kind of temporarily into that state of mind to say, let's go for it. And, and you have, it's by invite. You have to say yes. You can't be forced. And so, so going home, this movie is really just going to help us. You've, you've had a better start than Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey gets one little two-hour seminar, whereas you guys have had a month, a monster leap into this, and you just don't want to stop it. This is going to be how you don't stop it. It doesn't matter what your conditions are. The Spirit will shoot you through. So. Yeah, just to there we go. have the openness. I mean, uh, we were coming over here tonight, and Slava was saying, she was just saying at dinner time, did you notice the faces of those people, their, the way they were open and glowing and the eyes sparkling and she said, what a difference from the, the first day. <laughs> yeah. It's obvious. It's obvious. 30 days of giving yourself the willingness, the permission to, to just trust and open up. 
And and that's what I like about this movie. It's one of our classic movies because uh, yeah, at the beginning of the movie, the, the Jim Carrey uh, main character is so closed down. He's just living his whole life in the know, but he doesn't know that he's living in the know. He's become accustomed and familiar to saying no. And he's almost proud of the note when people come on the street and ask him to offer him something or ask something of him you know he he does not hesitate to turn them down uh, and he's quite proud of it almost like wow like he has some kind of a strength with saying no all the time and then that's how the spirit works of course with all of us you know we we can be living a life of compromise. We could be give, living a life where we don't even think we're compromising anymore. It's just, oh well, it's just the daily grind. It's just my life. You know, we incorporate this sense of autonomy and this sense of um, control into, oh, that's just how you survive on planet Earth and that's just the way things are. And it's not, we aren't aware of how much that no to spirit may be in deeply ingrained. And this is such a good movie of him through the circumstances of, of starting to realize how close he is and, and his the tiniest little bit of willingness to go to this like convention um, where it's like a yes, a yes man convention, you know, to, to break out of that no. It's just what he needs. But he doesn't know that he needs it. He's very reluctant to even go. And yet that's, he needs some strong turnaround. He needs something to start to break his mind open and so he can really come to truly live again. And he, he's also, his, his personal life, you know, he doesn't really have a sense of openness or love or connection in there. He's missing the connection and he, this is just his opportunity. So I think it's, something this is really a good way for us to go out with the movies because it's such a warm-hearted movie and yeah it's a, just an honor to to show it to you all and experience it with you all and then we'll just see how we all feel afterwards but i have a feeling it's going to be pretty good <laughs> so very good i guess we'll just roll them I can't hear myself think. It's just a little further, man. It's just right up the hill there. So, this is actually how the Holy Spirit works. When you do say yes, you're given immediate opportunities. When you read your course lesson, when you say yes to a little dessert card from the court, or whatever, when you have that willingness, that's... You know, people talk about M.O., method of operation. That's the M.O. of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is trying to convince you of returning to your experience at one with God. And in order to convince you, needs a yes, needs a willingness, needs a commitment. And then once you make it, somewhere in your mind, once you make it, this is exactly how it works. I know... We, we could talk for weeks about all the experiences we've had where we've simply had the prayer of our heart to say yes. And even the times I've met a lot of you, some of you, Lisa called me on a cell phone. Um, I put my cell phone on the internet and I was off somewhere and the phone rang and it was Lisa. And, and she, that was her first words out to me, wasn't hi, 
this is David, how are you, or whatever. The first three words after I answered my cell phone, just answered the cell phone, was, I want joy. Those were the first three words that came out of her mouth. Not, I'm Lisa, not the typical beginning things. It was, I want joy. And I, I said, I completely join you in that. <laughs> not even knowing who I was talking to. Because it didn't really matter. But there was, there was an acknowledgement. There was a commitment. Even there from the very beginning. The very beginning. And then, and then once you do say yes, then the Holy Spirit will start sending you opportunities to, to demonstrate that you mean it. Because there's a part in the workbook of the Course where he says to say the words, I want the peace of God, is nothing. But to mean them is everything. The difference between saying and meaning is that gap that the Holy Spirit has to bring the mind through into an actual experience, from the words to the actual experience. So, yeah, when we were just watching Jason, there it is. Here, the opportunities come immediately. He's just said yes. Maybe a bit of a reluctant yes in the conference, but it was a yes nevertheless. And then, as he walks out, the situations start to come at him immediately. And this is not kind of startling or surprising, but this is just the way it works. Because the Holy Spirit would not have you be delayed in your happiness. Uh, the Holy Spirit, it says at one point, the Holy Spirit would not have you linger in time. That's an interesting line from A Course in Miracles. The Holy Spirit would not have you linger in time. It's the same section where it says the Holy Spirit will give you everything that you need, but the Holy Spirit would not have you linger in time. The Holy Spirit is not going to give you anything that will delay your awakening. And this is classic. These movies are like, that's why they're classics, because it's just exactly how it works. These things have actually happened to me. It's a classic maneuver. You give up your phone, and, or the phone goes, and then you give away your money. I've done that, and then your car goes. It's like, it's a classic Holy Spirit setup for bringing you to the place of trust. Because they, the Holy Spirit has to start to pull some of the things out, even for just one situation, to pull some of your familiar, I trust my my wallet, I trust my money, I trust my car, I've had cars disappear. Uh, some of you know Rich, who's part of our community, he wrote to me several days ago. He said, you know that parable you always told from back in 1991, I think it was, 91, 92, where your car was, was taken? He said, I woke up this morning and my car was gone. And he said, so here I am, I'm in the prayer and I'm smiling and I'm going to see what the Holy Spirit's got for me today. So now we've got people that have been following along that even with the car, Rich's car has disappeared. He's like, okay, bring it on. This, like he knows that it's part of a setup. It's not an accident that's happened to him. He knows that there's a meaning. And this is kind of classic where I've had those situations where the things that you think you're familiar with and comfortable with, where you, you believe you're sustained by them, as a contrast experience, Jesus even says that in the Course, sometimes it will seem as if things are being taken away from you. He says that at the beginning of the 
development of trust section. But it's not that it's really being taken away. It's just that you, you're needing to have contrast experiences to teach you what is truly valuable. And even when the car disappeared for me, it did come back miraculously, and there was all kinds of miracles around it. And yet I couldn't have gone into those miracles unless the props, you know, the car was like a prop. The car, the money, everything I had, the course books, everything was, was gone when that car disappeared including the course books. And then when it came back, I think one of the lines that came to me when it was gone, when I first saw it was gone, was that line from the course, nothing you need will be denied you. That's one of the first thoughts that came in. Nothing you need will be denied you. Had all these holy encounters, went to course groups, met people, was given clothes, was given all kinds of miracle things. And then they did find the car. It had been stripped. And... When I looked in the car, I was like, okay, the car's back, but it's stripped. And I looked, and they took everything out of the car except the course books. <laughs> course book. I'm like, there you go. Nothing you need will be denied you. It was like Holy Spirit humor. Like, yeah, take your car away, and here's your course book, worn out course book. You're not even close to finish with this. And then there was all these miracles. Going to a course group, people donated money. The car got fixed, because down in, this was Miami, where this happens a lot. They have a whole industry down there of fixing stripped cars, because because uh, they usually get, we even met some uh, somebody who said, oh, that car's probably painted and shipped off to Jamaica by now. Uh, we met somebody at a group, and the, but there it came back. And so this is, this is like, kind of, again, it's classic, because not only, first of all, do the opportunities come at you, to teach what you would learn. But then the things that you think, that you believe are sustaining you, have to be shown as not the things that are really sustaining you. Because you have to develop trust in guidance, in the Holy Spirit. It's just, remember, the world's just images. It's just images. And the Holy Spirit has to use those images in a way that really convince you that you are sustained by the love of God, like Lesson 50. So there's nothing random in this world, and we could go on and on again about all the parables of, of the things that have happened where we seem to offer something or something was taken away or something like that, and then we could tell you the whole blessing that was under that. It wasn't just a random event. And it, it has to happen quick, too, because if he had a second where he wasn't being listening to the Spirit, or an opera, he would go back and be very comfortable on his couch, and the momentum needed to bring him back to this position would be so much harder. So the Spirit's making it like, now, 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 now. And he can't even analyze. He just has to, has to go with it. That's why any of us thinkers, we have to... <laughs> <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, Carl. Do you want to give all your money away to a homeless guy? Yes. Yes, I do. How about letting him burn out your phone batteries? He can't go... Okay, it's positive. So, okay, now the, we had the no, 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 then the yes to break out of that, and then the spontaneity, the relationship. You see how it's all, the healing is happening very, very fast. And then the Holy Spirit will come in with the next lesson, which is discernment. You might have heard it from the Bible, let your yea be yea, and let your nay be nay. 
which is you have to let all your yeses be given and all your noes. The yes was just to break him out of the no pattern. But now there'll be a series of events. Again, it may seem as if things are being taken away from you. The world is not external. It's just there's all these contrast experiences that are necessary so that you can move on to the next lesson, and that is a lesson in discernment. And everybody knows that with relationships, because some of you have tried that yes in relationships, just yes to everything. We call it people-pleasing. And, and it can be pretty thick, and it can go on for pretty long, and then you wonder, what, what am I doing? How did I get so drained? How did I get so anxious? How did I get so nervous? Why do I feel so guilty? It's like people-pleasing, just saying yes over and over to everything, which is really not what the ultimate lesson is. The lesson is let your yes be yes and your no be no. So you can see they've reached a point now where they've got this really happy, flowing relationship. They're on a mystery trip, like I'll meet you at the airport and we'll see what happens, and then the Spirit will use all that. Because that takes a lot of willingness just to show up in this sense, a very new relationship, and just say, okay, let's, looks like Aeromexico there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then just trust and see where, okay, where the Holy Spirit's going to take you. But it, I'll tell you, the, the main lesson is, is going to be discernment. You have to be intuitive. You have to be discerning. The whole point of all the mind training is just discernment. It's just you know, hearing the Holy Spirit, I will step back and let him lead the way. It's the, one of the workbook lessons, which is really just be able to tune into the Spirit and make all your decisions. Today I will make no decisions by myself, rule for decision. So this is the turning point, you know, really in the movie where he's come from no, no, no to yes, and he's opened up, and now he's already getting a sense Jason pointed out one of his little discernment points. You know, he's had to have a few discernment calls, but now it's time to really start to become honest. Honest, according to A Course in Miracles, is consistency. So you can't ever be honestly fearful. You can never be honestly angry or honestly jealous. It's beyond emotional honesty, what the world talks about, where it's like, Go ahead, be honest with what you're feeling. Jesus doesn't define honesty that way. He says it's consistency, and you can only be consistently right-minded. It's impossible to be consistently wrong-minded. You see, so he's going to flip the whole definition in the Course to consistency. And, and the only way you can come to true consistency in state of mind is you have to have that discernment, that inner listening because that's what right-mindedness is, is all about. That's the correction. So I have some carry-on here. Uh, like two tickets on the first plane out of here. Oh, that was precious. <laughs> That's a good way to wrap it all up here. Yeah. Such love. Yeah. So much love. Yeah. We're just cracking wide open. 
I must say, I've shown this movie many times, but I've never seen such an enthusiastic crowd. <laughs> there was the sound there, and then there was the sound over there. That's right, double over here. <laughs> yeah, it's precious. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Just sharing this experience together. That's the thing. That's it. Like he said at the very end, I just want to share it. That's all we're really doing is we want to share it. And just from that desire, then everything else gets orchestrated. Yeah. You just, you see how this month has gone. It's been amazing just by showing. It takes a lot. I know there, uh, there was a lot of people, Jason had calls and Lisa had calls, Francis, a lot of calls, a lot of communication and some fear coming up as it came closer to the time. And then we had some that came at the last minute and took big leaps to come and are really looking at, okay, what's next? You know, it's, yeah, it's been very uh, courageous and just to see your willingness to come and open up like this and to start to feel re more relaxed. Just relax, like you can feel the healing happening and it's like, okay, this isn't scary, this is what I wanted, this is what I was praying for. And as Jason was saying earlier, it's not dependent on this place or these people or the community, but you can have appreciation and gratitude for all the mighty companions that showed up. But it was your mind's willingness to heal, that's what makes it all happen. You draw it forth from that desire, just the desire for healing. Or under that it could even be just the desire to be happy. Like, I want to be happy. I deserve to be happy. I am worthy of happiness. And that's what Jesus is teaching us. God's will for you is perfect happiness. Not just happiness, but perfect happiness. And so, it, when that's the goal, then it's like, all right, Okay, God, I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever it takes. It's like saying yes in your heart to that call. And Jesus says, all are called if you choose to listen. So, in the end, everyone will. But for now, which is what's important, is answering the call. And that does, there's, it's highly individualized, so there's no cookie-cutter approach. It has to look this way, but you see from the way that we operate here, it's, there's a lot of prayer that goes into things. A lot of prayer with every decision. And nothing is just, you know, brushed aside or taken to be just, oh, that's just the way we do things. It's it's a lot of prayer to be to stay in that openness and willingness. What will serve? What will serve the whole? Let go of all these personal agendas. Oh, I think I want to be right about this, or I, I know better. You just, in the end, it's like, no, I want to be happy. I would rather be happy than right in, about a, a per, certain person or a situation. And we do come more and more to that place of trusting and, and not knowing how things will look in form. But the deeper that trust goes, and the stronger that trust is, then it's like the need to know how the form will look starts to just come down. 
And, and in the end, the Course seems like a big book and spirituality can seem sometimes really complicated and there can seem to be many grievances and many fears you have to face, but, but in the end it's really simple that the only grievance there is, is the belief that something should be different than it is. Because that contradicts all things work together for good. Contradicts all things are lessons God would have me learn. And it contradicts, let all things be exactly as they are. And some of you know the 12-step program that's the serenity prayer. The serenity prayer is really just giving yourself over to that higher power to, you know, to truly accept the things that you cannot change. And to change the things that you can. And you can change your mind about the purpose for this world. You don't have to have a mixed purpose. And it doesn't even matter that the world was made in hate, because that's not what you want to hold in your mind anymore. You can be strong and vigilant to say, no, I'm not going to hold on to the grievance, I'm not going to hold on to the anger, the hate, the fear. Nothing wrong if it comes up into awareness. That's how the healing occurs. You don't have to judge yourself when a dark cloud is passing through. Just let it pass and stay with, I am worthy. I am worthy to be loved, I am worthy to be happy. Just let it come up. And what a great example. Isn't it fun to get your lessons with so much laughter? Laughing, <laughs> <laughs> roaring laughing. <laughs> That's the way to go. That's the way to go back to heaven, just roaring, laughing. Rip-roaring <laughs> laughter. <laughs> we should have microphones around we have for the soundtrack. Wow! <laughs> Our own soundtrack. Yeah. When she had the gun. She turned around. I saw all these heads. <laughs> like she was pointing the gun. <laughs> VR for the VR. night. <laughs> Andy's back there taking notes. Okay, I can make my own. <laughs> yeah, I say that. I say it a lot of times, but these connections, these are, these are lifelong relationships of devotion to a to a purpose. You know, this this is all brought together for serving that purpose. It's, and it's so different from the, the seeming temporary things of the world, just that are so scattered. You know, there's a very devotional purpose. There's a devotional commitment underneath that. And even in this movie he had to face this fear of commitment came up there with her saying, I think I want to move in with you. And then he just had that moment of out and then it got reflected <laughs> and then he moved on, he moved through it and that's just the way that it works but yeah, these connections, these relationships are are for life yeah it's very comforting to know that
to feel the strength in that, the peace. We walk together hand in hand to the light. And there's a feeling with that, like, oh yeah, I'm not alone, and it's not insurmountable. It's inevitable. <laughs> yeah, that's much softer. Yeah. So thank you all. Thank you for being joined in this. It's, it's, for us it's everything. We really just, this is our devotion, day in, day out. Moment after moment after moment, that just leads the way, that guides us, that directs us, and it does feel easy after a while, you just start to feel like things are just naturally unfolding. The old thing from Star Trek, beam me up, and you are getting beamed up, and you are in the tractor beam, you are in that light now, and that's a great feeling to know that you are in the tractor beam and you are getting beamed up just because you said yes. Yeah. Yeah, in one sense you also, you know, when things flipped and when you really start to get more into function and pray together, you know, that's something oftentimes when we grow up we, we aren't told, pray, how am I going to make it through life, you know, well, get a good education, save your money, you know, work your way, you know, that's what's given as the formula. People usually don't say, oh, just pray your way, it'll all come to you, just keep, just pray, stay open, follow your heart, do what really lifts, lifts your heart up, what really s stirs you in your heart, and so you get, you get a taste of it here, and and I think that's the thing that I find, that's the way you stay connected, that's the way you you flow through life and you experience a life unlike anything you could have ever imagined, just by your prayer, the prayer of your heart, that you want it, that you deserve it, and it just unfolds. So, that's very much how our ministry has been, because I remember just diving into this so deeply without any expectations of how it would look and even when people start to like come into my life or show, want to live near me or do all those kind of things, it was like always kind of brand new for me, like, hmm, that's interesting, just observing how it was going, but then staying in the the miracle and staying in the guidance and always just coming, realizing that was the, the way out, that was or even better, the way in to my heart was through listening and following. And then, you know, praying and using the Course as an oracle and really getting in touch with that inner voice and then once I, I could really make contact, I thought, okay, I'm going to just follow you wherever, whatever it takes, I'll just follow you. and. And even as I moved along, I did have people that I met that they would say, well, the Course talks about listening to the Holy Spirit, but that, that, that will never actually happen. You will never, they would tell me, you will never actually hear the Holy Spirit or Jesus. And I would just kind of look at them, because I'm like, I already am. What do you mean I won't ever? <laughs> and then, but it wasn't something to tell people. It was something to just go and quietly continue listening, following, and 
and watching the miracles just blaze a beautiful light and a pathway. And then it's interesting, the ones that did show up, the ones that have been here, the ones that, that have been being with me, living with me and everything, they actually took that for, for granted when they came in, that they would hear the inner voice, that we would pray together on things, that we wouldn't be running like a democracy, we would be praying together and hearing together and listening and then acting upon the guidance. And then we just did that over and over and over. And travels unfolded, tours unfolded, websites, all kinds of things. A mystery school, <laughs> you know, many, many things have just, just rolled in so easily because we weren't in charge of it, we weren't controlling it. We were oftentimes just as kind of as surprised as anyone else, like, what? <laughs> you know. But it's like it just kept coming and coming and coming and coming into our awareness and we were like, okay, this is oh, this is what going into that experience of heaven is, is letting the miracles lead the way. This is an answer to the prayer of the Spirit convinced me. You know, for most people that's to be convinced that you're the Christ, that's, they would say, that's like, you've lost your marbles. If that's your goal in life, <laughs> good luck, you know. But actually for us it was like, it became obvious that that was our purpose. It became obvious that that was our function. And then when things just started showing up and just coming into our awareness, that none of us could have expected or predicted or nothing that we could have even imagined. It it just convinces you. It keeps convincing you over and over and over. And that's what really that you're calling for in your heart. You're asking to be convinced of true identity. That's what the prayer of the heart is. And you don't have to figure out the how. I mean the how is the Holy Spirit. The how is the, the presence of Jesus that guides, that leads, that orchestrates. It's something joyful to me in that, like even when I watch like what seem to be current events of the world, just I just watch but I get the biggest smile on my face thinking that like Jesus is behind all of it, every behind every nuance. Nothing's out of place, nothing's going wrong. Nothing needs to go faster or slower, you know. Nothing's out of place. That this presence of love is that divine order that's beyond, behind all the appearances. And uh, yeah, I just feel like as I really trusted that, and then as I trusted it more and more and more and more, then it just seemed to be like, oh my gosh, this is true, this is real. I don't have to figure it out, I don't have to work it out, I don't have to make anything happen. What a relief! It was such a relief. And that's the way that it goes. You, you just start to get that feeling. It's very convincing how effortless. I would try to talk about it from time to time and people would say, what? You're talking, it's like your life is like a fairy tale. And I'd be like, well, yeah, I guess it it is kind of like a happy fairy tale, a happy dream. But it just seemed so natural. It was seemed like, oh yeah, 
Of course, if you're going to wake up to eternal happiness, you'd have a happy dream. You know, what a bridge. Of course, that's a natural bridge towards towards the eternity. And, and that's what we were, that was the promise laid out in the Course. Happy dream, real world, true perception, you know, he calls it by different names, but it's the same thing. Just a, it's a dream of non-judgment. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah. I'm so grateful that you're all with, with us. We're all in this together. Yeah, you know you know you have that support. You know you have it. And it's just very strong support. And it seems like our lives seem to crisscross in most beautiful ways. And yeah, just to be grateful for that too. Crisscrossing, oh, well look who's here, look who's here. Like our angel bath today, you know, just basking in all that love and the joy and the tears of happiness and feeling of so such contentment and peace, yeah. What a taste. What a taste. Okay, well, we better get some sleep for <laughs> Jason's show tomorrow. And a dance party, that's right. Oh, yeah. There's the breakfast, meditation breakfast, dance party. <laughs> <laughs>